The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about emailing your abandoned list. You know, when you've sort of like neglected to email your list for a bit, how do you actually get back in their good books? And what are some of the big dangers of actually just emailing them? Before we get into that, though, if you would like to get our list of the top 10 books we recommend to improve all areas of your email marketing, that's one of the resources that you'll find totally for free if you head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash resources. Lovely stuff. He's not saying she copied him, but he did have red hair before Rihanna made it cool. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he has a wardrobe full of 15 identical white shirts. Are they on identical coat hangers? It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. They are actually on identical coat hangers. I'm a bit. I've got to say, I think coat hangers are over-engineered these days. They've all got like extra bits on them and clips on them and bars. Do you remember the good old-fashioned shirt hangers that was just a simple bit of plastic with a hook on the top? Yeah, you can't but your, buy sh- them your shirts used to fall off them, mate. They used to end up on the floor. <laughs> I love a little extra little dangly dingly bit. I love a little dangler. Hello, this is the show where we give you, the course creators and the coaches and the membership site owners of this world, everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every, all together now, every email marketing Wednesday. You're on your own, son. Nobody cares. Nobody's doing it. Nobody is joining in with that. It's trending. I'll tell you now. If I say it's trending, at some point it'll happen. (laughs) <laughs> That's how this works, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. By the way, while you're uh, while you're listening to this, if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so that you get a little notification every time a brand new episode of this show lands. Mm, and we'd love to see your beautiful faces while you're listening to this. So take a photograph, a selfie, or a screenshot of the podcast episode that you're listening to. I realise your face won't be in the screenshot, but take a photograph, or if you're not a beautiful person, take a screenshot, and then share it on social media. Tag us at Rob and Kennedy so we can see what you are listening to and what your big takeaways are. We're basically going to find out based on what you share whether we, whether you're ugly or not. So we're going to basically, know who our exactly. attractive <laughs> listeners are and who our beautiful listeners are. That's exactly it. Mate, there's a lot of people tell us that, uh, oh, well, you know, I've got an email list, but I've been a bit shit. I've, like, not emailed, I don't email them very often. And they say, but I've, I've got your complete daily email strategy, or I'm a member of the league and I've studied all your stuff, so I'm going to email them every three and a half minutes now, or I'm going to email them every day or every week. And we have to go like, whoa there, cowboy, hold your horses. Please don't do that. Right. I mean, a lot of people do this without realising, and I think there's two two major causes of it. One is people build a list because they're told to build a list, and you should, but then they feel worried about emailing them too much, so they sort of overcompensate and put it off and get paralysed by that complication, and then they go, oh, well, I'll just not email them, because if I don't email them, I can't email them too much. And then that's one side of it. And then on the flip side of it, it's the people who see their list as like an asset that that will be there when they need it. So like, I, you know, I'd only pick up my phone when I want to send somebody a text message or a phone call or look on TikTok or something, and the rest of the time it's just on the desk and I don't really look at it. Mm. I think people look at their email list as this thing, they go, right, uh, I'm not really looking, I'm not doing 
doing a sale right now. I'm not launching anything. I haven't got anything special happening. I'm not doing a webinar. <laughs> I'm not doing any of those things. Mm-hmm. I'll get my list will be right there when I need it. And then when they do need it, it's like they climb up in the attic and take out the wooden box. They keep all their subscribers in and then <laughs> they blow the dust off it into a big cloud and then open it up to see if, see if their subscribers are still paying attention. Their subscribers <laughs> are like blinded by the light they haven't seen for they're, such they're a long starved, time. They're starved, aren't they? They're lying in the box going, you never feed me. <laughs> You've got to feed yeah, them. So You've got to give them value. Happens. You've got to give them nutrients, right? Right. So that's what happens, I think. And that's like the two major causes of where this comes from, for sure. So the, the thing is, we need to make sure that we want to encourage you to start emailing those subscribers again, but doing it carefully, doing it with a bit of thought. And actually, this came up recently, didn't it, when we were chatting about the fact that what we do with email marketing is most of the time, we just change stuff by sitting down and saying, right, but how does that look from the subscriber's perspective? What would you do if you were that subscriber? Mm-hmm. And if you start to think about it that way, you start to put a lot of the dots together. You start to come up with a lot of the answers to the problems here. Yeah, I think one of the things we often will do, we've talked about this a number of times, a number of guests, including Kath Pay and stuff, about seeing all of this from the subscriber's perspective rather than thinking about, right, what does my email marketing tool do? What can it do? And I'm going to say my catchphrase again, if reality TV show has shown us anything. It's that just because you can doesn't mean you should. There's loads of email marketing platforms will let you resend an email to people who haven't opened that one. Why the hell would you do that? It's a bloody terrible idea for loads of reasons we'll talk about in other episodes. But yeah, I mean, one of the things we don't want to do is we don't want to go from zero to bombarding people, right? That's the that's the very last thing we want to, we want to do. So the, one of the big reasons for that is... Well, first of all, you're going to get lots of upset, pissed off people. Because guess what? If you don't email people, they're going to forget who you are. I know you, you, you're a human being and you, you've given them value in the past and they downloaded your wonderful thing. They might have even bought something from you. But guess what? We're all just another name. They don't care. How many celebrities do you see on TV shows? And you go, oh, who's that again? What was that? Oh, it's name? him. What was he in? What was he in? What was she in? What, what did they do? And That's him from Bally Kiss Angel. <laughs> and so if that happens with celebrities whose only job is to is to stay known. It's definitely that's all, that's all they do, isn't it? Just no offense to all of our celebrity listeners because there's mountains of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. S- sorry about that, Rihanna. Um, but um, who? I can't see. She never emails anymore. So. <laughs> The thing is, they do they do forget who you are. So when you suddenly email them and you start doing it with regularity again, because you've got something that you want to talk about, which might, it's going to be beneficial to them. They're going to definitely get value from, otherwise you wouldn't be talking about it. But suddenly you're like, who, who's this? You may as well have been a complete stranger randomly emailing them. Would you randomly email a complete stranger with a promotional campaign? Hell no. Absolutely not. And that's how we sort of, that's how this is, is, is perceived. So think about the perception of that recipient. The, the, the second thing that happens, as well as them going, what is this? Is they get pissed off. They get annoyed. They get frustrated. And they scroll immediately to the bottom of your email and find the button which allows them to report you as a dirty, rotten spammer, which is usually the click here to unsubscribe or whatever button, change your email preferences button. They click on that and they find the meanest way of telling you that you're a dick. And they do that. And that doesn't, that does a few things. First of all, um, 
your relationship with that person is not positive, so you can't make many sales to them, and only the people who really have a good memory or don't get that many emails or whatever have actually remembered who you are, and now it's affecting your deliverability rate. It's affecting your reputation as a person who's sending emails. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we really need to pay attention to here is that obviously, you know, when people do and go and click that spam button, yes, that's bad because you feel bad about it. I mean, I would say on a weekly basis, we see somebody posts in one of our groups, either our email marketing show community group or the league members group, upset that somebody's reported their emails as spam and said a mean thing about them because it is easy to get attached to that. So that's one thing. But also the, the, the delivery problems that gives you if a bunch of people suddenly report you as spam. And the major problem here is when you come out of the blue and you mail your entire list or a big segment of your list that you haven't mailed for a long time, that's loads of people all on the same day, probably within a few hours of each other, all go and do that at exactly the same time. And you've got to think about the knock-on effect. If you get one here or there, that's not going to affect anything. But if you get a big bunch of people doing it at once, that does cause a problem. So the solution to this is honestly just to hold your hands up, come out and be willing to be honest with your list. It's just to come out and say, listen, I, I haven't emailed you for ages and uh, that's not very good. And then I'm going to slowly start to re-engage you. Don't say those words, but I'm going to slowly start to re-engage you and bring you back in. So you want to turn out and say, look, this is who I am. This is why you got on my list in the first place. And suddenly that changes a who into a, oh yeah, which is a, to such a different emotion to all of that. when The minute you stand there and say, this is why we got connected in the first place, they might go, oh yeah, I remember that lead magnet. I really enjoyed that. Heck, this is even worse if they've bought one of your products, but it still happens. It's still easy to forget who you are because they're buying stuff all the time and reading stuff all the time. And remember That's when people buy something, they're not buying it to get the Robert Temple amazing product. They're buying the complete daily email strategy. So they're more likely to remember what the product's called or what the product does than the name of the creator. I mean, how many times, how many directors of films do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember who directed that film. If you're not into films and you're not into that sort of thing, you're not going to remember that. How many products and books have you read and, and courses have you studied where you go, I've got no idea who the creator of that was. And you know, it was a good book or it was a good, it was a good product. So remind them of the, the kind of stuff that you teach for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the next bit really is to start to build expectations for what is to come next. So a lot of the time, this would be fixed in the first place. If you have something like our getting to know you sequence in place, one of the biggest things that that does is to set expectations. We talk about it in other episodes, I'm sure. But it's basically talking, that was very professional, wasn't it? This is where you're supposed to go. If you just go to episode 92, you'll find it three and a half minutes in. We talk about that. And somewhere in the podcast, you'll probably find it. So listen to all of the episodes. That's what you need to do. Um, <laughs> Just saying. So if you'd set the expectations right in the first place, there you go, uh, wacky fingered voice, um, then 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 this would have been good. But what, what we're looking to do here is just to tell people, this is what you can expect. This is why this is going to be good. This is why it's going to benefit you. This is what you're going to get. My emails have stories, tips, or going to have stories, tips, ideas, inspiration, fun stuff, interesting facts that will help you to big result. In our case, sell more stuff with emails that people love, that kind of thing. Because at the end of the day, again, people don't care about your emails. They just care about what they're going to get out of those emails. We actually put all of this together into a two, I think it's a two email campaign called the Terrible Friend Campaign. So if you're a League member, then you can go and check that out. If you're not, you can join the League at emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash League and you'll find the emails that actually do this for you very quickly. And do you know what? This is actually, this can even, we've even seen this work, leading into a sales campaign. 
So there's something in the Terrible Friend campaign where you sort of seed a piece of content that's coming and that content can be, could be, part of uh, the first step of a sales campaign. So you don't have to spend weeks slowly nurturing and rebuilding this relationship. You can get into this quite fast with just a few emails to reboot the whole thing and kickstart it. But it's just about making sure that you have that little moment where you kind of, again, set people up for what is to come and why you're suddenly emailing them rather than coming out of the blue at it. Definitely. And the simplest way of doing that is saying, this will mean that I'm going to be emailing you every week, every day, every weekday, whatever it's going to be, and saying, this means that and telling them the benefit of that. I think I might have mentioned this on the show before, but I my first ever, I think first ever online product was an email every single day for 28 days. And people paid $97, £69 at the time. To, for that. So remember, there is value in you sending these emails if they're valuable. If you're using value-driven emails the way that we teach it inside of the daily email strategy and we've shared with you in very other pla- various other places. The other thing you really want to do, and then we've got a big piece of advice for you to make this all a lot easier. The other thing you want to do is make sure you actually say to them, hey, okay, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do in the future. This is how it's a benefit to you. So this is the value you're going to get. This is why you want to keep receiving my emails. Sell them on this thing, even though it's free. And then you want to give them permission to actually opt out at this point. And this is really scary and sounds weird, but it's really important because if their life has changed, at the end of the day, you're the one who's messed up. You're the one who hasn't maintained that relationship. It's basically a bit like when you you meet up with that friend who you keep saying you're going to call and meet up with for dinner and stuff. When you do see them, you buy the first drink or you pay for dinner because it was all on your head. You've got to do the same thing and say, look, Hands up, this is my fault. I should have emailed you, not just when I want something from you, but so that I can show up and maintain this relationship. So you're going to give them permission to opt out and say, do you know what it is? If if this is not cool for you and if I can't make amends here, here's the button to click and you can opt out and you never need to hear from me again. But of course, that by doing that, you'll find fewer people actually take the option because you've been so express about it. And because you've sold them, quote unquote, sold them on the benefits of sticking around and the value they're going to get from you, you'll find fewer people do. And the people who do, if they just opt out, they're not going to think of you as a dirty, rotten spammer because spammers don't say, if you don't want to hear from me anymore, opt out. You're not going to get that kind of complaint, right? If you don't want these blue pills anymore, just scroll down and click the link at the bottom. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. If everything is large enough for you, just (laughs) just click click that button. And then the final really important thing, and this is a, we're going to say this and it's going to say like, it's, it's four words, but this is the hardest bit for a lot of people. And that is this, don't do it again. Don't do it again. If you say, I'm going to show up, what we want you to do is create email marketing as a habit. You already know that email marketing is the highest ROI activity of businesses of all sizes at all stages all around the world, right? And if you create this habit of sending emails, then you will find it easier to do it. In fact, we find it easier, and this is a bit of a, maybe a discussion for another time, Rob, but we actually find it easier to email every day than to email every week. 
Yeah, that's the same with any habit, I think. If you have to do, if you remember, if you have to remember at some random time in the, over the course of a week, you've got to remember to do something. Like if, if that was how it worked, if to keep your teeth shiny and healthy, you only had to brush them once a week, you just forget to do it. Like yeah. it, the reason, like it's so, it's, it becomes part of your daily routine. So again, yeah, we'll definitely have an episode on that. Make a note of that. Make yeah, definitely, definitely. So the final thing it does, Rob, is this whole thing, if you say you're going to show up every weekday or seven days a week or every week, whatever your frequency is, actually, if you're making that declaration, you're going to end up giving yourself the accountability to actually do it. Right, because you've, you've told your list you're going to do it. So now you have to do it. Like, you have no choice. You've just, you've stood there and publicly said that you're going to do it. Now, hopefully what this episode will help you to do is to get over something that Kennedy and I call the dreaded dentist. Because it's one of those things where the longer you put this off, the worse this gets. And therefore, the best time you could possibly start re-engaging your list and getting them back to life again was yesterday or the day before that or a month ago or whenever they went cold the second best time you can do it is right now. And the longer you put this off, like the longer you put off, what's all this, all the teeth analogies going on here? Anyway, uh, the longer you put off going to the dentist, the worse it's going to be when you get there. The more embarrassed you're going to be when you turn up. The best thing you can possibly do is just eat a bit of humble pie and uh, just say, look, I'm really sorry. I haven't been here for you. I was going to serve you better and I haven't. So I'm going to change that today. Absolutely. Aquafresh, not just a pretty paste. Um, do you remember that advert? <laughs> you no. Remember? I thought you just made that up. No, like no. you've just got a job as like an ads man or something. <laughs> um, and if you're thinking, what the heck should I bloody put in these emails and stuff like that? Uh, we've put together our top 10 book recommendations that will really help you improve every area of your email marketing. And most of the books on there are not email marketing books. They're about the different skills you can improve. We want to give you that for free. Just go and grab it at emailmarketingheroes.com slash resources. We'd also love to chat about your about your uh, email list as well. If you're currently doing this and you want to keep this conversation going, come and hang out in our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, search for the Email Marketing Show community and come and hang out with us there. Let's do this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. What have you Ooh, got for us? I've got a lovely one. This I set this out, <laughs> I think it was in April sometime, and it's... Dodo versus toenail. <laughs> I saw this, so tell me more. Okay, so the story was that I said to... I was making a... I was having a conversation. I said, oh, absolutely dead as a toenail. And then Emma, my other half, burst out laughter. She went, did you mean Dodo? Dead as a dodo? I was like, yeah, I probably did. And I just couldn't think of... I couldn't think of, of, the, right, of the right word. That was the story that, that I led with in that email. And then it went into talking about education and, uh, and marketing and stuff. So, but the, the thing I want to pull out of this is the two totally unrelated things like it's it's very sensible to think about is um you know um overweight versus underweight if you're in the in the because obviously those are two extremes that you don't want to have in in the fitness and health and fitness world right whereas if you put that and that's okay but it's kind of obvious whereas if you put two really weird words dodo a extinct bird and toenail disgusting thing um if you put those with a versus in the middle, it's really curiosity driven and anybody can use this formula and it worked a flipping treat. Love it. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. 
If you've enjoyed this episode and we know you have and you haven't already, then make sure go you go and subscribe. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you, that was a weird sentence. Just wherever you get your well, podcast. Well, no, you have. Like you haven't. You have and you haven't if you have. And you have if you haven't. But if you haven't, then you have. <laughs> subscribe. Don't subscribe. Subscribe. Don't go, go and hit the subscribe button on the podcast and uh, and do it right now before you forget. And if you've enjoyed this episode specifically, you can share it on social media. Literally just click around and find the little linky thing to share it and uh, tell your friends. Bring more people and let's get this. Let's get more people doing great email marketing. That was the worst call to you, were, I'm going to go and lie were, down. You were, you were going to say something really witty and showbiz. Let's get this email marketing <laughs> party started. <laughs> Let's play the outro before you say anything else. Mate, there's still people who haven't subscribed. Hit the bloody button!